the Brick House Podcast. It is the penultimate episode of the season, season three, episode 14. It's time to review best songs in the year that was 2020. I'm Andrew Passaro alongside Joe Brennan. How are we doing today, Chief? I'm fantastic. A little tired, actually, from uh, spending the last three days listening to all the music that came out in the year 2020. It's a lot of music. I don't know how you fit that into three days. You must have had your Spotify running literally on 24-7. Well, you ever see the movie Click, actually? Uh, with Adam Sandler? Yeah, I, I just uh, paused everything around me and just spent basically three weeks listening to music. I really wish we could do that in real life. That'd be pretty sick, actually. That'd be <laughs> quite quite the advantage. What's the list at this year for, for best songs? I don't know if we've ever done best songs. Usually we just kind of do best albums. We talk about songs, but what's the list at? Well, yeah, usually we uh, we just compile it all into one episode, but the list was a little longer this year. If you listen to the last episode, we had a total of 14 albums. We had two number fives because I fucked up. Well, actually 15 because we forgot nothing. True. I fucked up again. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> this year we have 30 songs on the uh, top songs of 2020. I'll just jump right into it. Number 30, we have the song by Nubia Garcia, The Message Continues. It's on her album Source, which is uh, one of my favorite jazz releases of the year. And number 29 is a track from the Busta Rhymes album, Extinction Level Event 2. Tracks with Rhapsody, a female rapper, and the name of the track is Best I Can. He delves into fatherhood, uh, trying to be a good father, and then she comes in and gives the woman's perspective on the situation. It's, it's nice uh, hearing... A different side of Busta Rhymes. If you remember back in the 90s, he had a very bombastic, explosive style. And this is, a, like I said, a different different side of him. Number 28 is a musician, a jazz guitarist, or R&B guitarist, fairly talented guitarist, Tom Mish. And he did a collab with Yusuf Days on the album What Kind of Music. And this is the first track on the album, What Kind of Music. It's titled What Kind of Music. Andrew, I'm doing something wrong. Tom Mish is uh, 25 years old, and he already has two fantastic albums out and like three or four beat tapes. Yeah, quit your job. Have, quit your job. How many do I have out? Zero. Quit your job right. and make music full-time. You're right. Fuck my job. Yeah. And just you, can you pay my rent? Stop paying rent. Just stop. Like, who ever told you that you had to pay rent? Riddle me that. No, one. I, ne- I never signed a lease, technically. So. Boom. There you go. Just become a squatter, make music all day, put it out there. We'll get Joe's SoundCloud right. popping. And then find us in Times Square charging you $10 to listen to Joe's mixtape. We fixed it. Boom. There we go. Joe's famous now. I'll be next to the Naked Cowboy. I'll be the Naked DJ. There you go. I like that. Number 27. It's a track called Boomer. It's track three from the Barty's Strange album, Live Forever. This guy, Barty Strange, really interesting musician. He combines punk, like emo style punk almost, with rap and pop really interesting mix first time i listened to it i i i didn't love it um but i could tell there was something there kept listening and i i recommend listening to the album if you like the band title fight the producer will yip produced all the the great uh pop punk emo albums in the last 10 years he produced his album so we've talked about this before haven't we have we not i don't believe we brought up barty strange no. Might have been a different Will Yip project then. Well, he did the Nothing album this year. That's... That's probably it. What was his name again? The producer? No, no, no. The the name of that artist. Barty's, B-A-R-T-E-E-S, Strange. 
Got you. Number 26 is a single, Pig's Feet. It's a Terrence Martin track featuring Denzel Curry, Kamasi Washington, G. Perico, and Daylit. That's D-A-Y-L-Y-T. It was released after the George Floyd murder, you know, the Breonna Taylor murder, the Ahmaud Arbery. And uh, it was, you could say, a soundtrack for the uh, movements and the protests that occurred this past year. Uh, Number 25, a track that came out pre-quarantine, a Boldy James and the Alchemist track from the album The Price of Tea in China, Giant Slide. Love the album. We love the album. Yes, he does Detroit justice on this track. He's old, too, by the way. He's like an older rapper and is finally now kind of like getting his time to shine, you know, time in the sun, which I'm, I'm excited to see where he goes from here. And he's worked with The Alchemist before, but yeah, for those who don't know, Alchemist kind of broke through a bit as Eminem's personal DJ, and that's why he's worked with a lot of the guys on Shady's kind of, on Shady's part of Interscope Records, I believe. So keep an eye out on those two, because this is probably not the last we'll see these two collab. Even before he worked with, The Alchemist worked with Eminem, he was in a rap group, actually, called early 90s, like 93, 94. You mean the Hooligans? The Hooligans, yes. You know who was in that, by the way? Who? You know who Scott Kahn is? No. The actor who's the son of, I don't know, this other- James Kahn? Yes. James Kahn. Are you serious? James Kahn's son, who was in- James Kahn, who was in a bunch of movies, Godfather- Elf. Also Elf, Apocalypse Now, but- James Kahn had a son, Scott Kahn, who was in Entourage. He's in Hawaii Five O. He's in a whole bunch of other things. But yeah, he was in a rap group with the Alchemist from 1991 to 1994 called the Hooligans. Today, you learn something on the Brickhouse podcast. Well, that's what we do. We're bringing reality its knowledge. Number twenty-four, "Sun After Rain" by the producer Jitwan, featuring Folamore on the cover. It says "For Dance Floor Pleasure." And I would agree. This is a great dance track. Number 23, Shades of You by Moses Boyd. Uh, I mentioned him on the previous episode. His album Dark Matter was one of my favorite albums and maybe my favorite jazz album of the year. This track features Poppy Ajuda. I definitely pronounced that wrong. We'll call her Poppy. Number 22, track 50, backslash, backslash 50 by Vantage. Uh, this is like an electro, electro ambient uh, dance track, I'd say. Reminiscent of uh, Daft Punk, Justice, Justice. Number 21, Moments Backslash Tides by Goth Babe. Another electronic track. Finally breaking into the top 20. This one was a huge hit on TikTok. Andrew likes this album a lot. It's the Thundercat It Is What It Is album and the song Funny Thing. Uh, Andrew, have you done a TikTok video to this yet? Uh, No, I haven't. I'm kind of waiting. So I just used, for those of you who are on TikTok, at apasaro16 is my account. If you want me to send you funny TikToks, I will absolutely do that. But I predominantly use my TikTok for one thing, and that's to just put out my gambling picks for my other podcast every week. Once I, like hit every single one, I'm just going to like do some sort of like crazy video of me like celebrating because I usually have like six or seven picks and I make money or break even most weeks, not to, you know, not to toot my own horn, but if I, I'm yet to go, I've yet to go undefeated on a weekend. So if I do, this is probably the first track that I will use in that celebration. Actually, 
No, you know what? I think I did use it on my last video as like the background music. Number 19 is a track by Brajan, B-R-I-J-E-A-N. The name of the track is called Daydreaming. He's an artist signed to Ghostly Records. Great dance track. I'm noticing a lot of dance and, and electronic stuff on the ba- the latter half of the, this list this year. Correct. As you'll see, I have the dance stuff in the 30s and 20s. Well, the the twenties and the teens. You didn't you didn't do forty tracks. Well, yeah. Well, number thirty. Anyway, and I have more indie rap stuff on the other half. But you'll see that uh, number eighteen is a track called So Dot Incredible Dot PKG. This is the Denzel Curry Kenny Beats track from the mini album Unlocked that came out mm. early in the year. This is the album we talked about where they have the eight they have eight accompanying cartoons to go with the eight songs. Number 17, it's a track by this band that I cannot really pronounce their name. Krongjabin. Give us a spelling. Andrew, try and pronounce this, okay? K-H-R-U-A-N-G-B-I-N. Krishbang. Krishbang. All right, so that band, really cool band, instrumental band. I found out last week they wear wigs to hide their identities. I thought they just had long hair. The name of the song is called Time, You and I. Really cool dance track once again. Number 16, a track by Killer Mike and LP, their group Run the Jewels, Ooh La La. This is a sample from a Greg Nice song about 20 years ago. And he's actually featured currently on this song as well as DJ Premier. Uh, Andrew, did we go to the beach this summer? You and I? Yeah. No, we never made it together, I don't think. That's a shame. I was playing this song a lot at the beach this summer. Almost blew up my dad's speakers <laughs> listening to this song. <laughs> Number 15. It's the first track, the first entry from Waxahachie on this list. The name of the track is Lilacs. Beautiful album. Beautiful song. The album did not make the top 15 of the year, but it's a very beautiful album. If you like uh, singer-songwriter, female vocals, check this album out. And you like to cry. The name of the album is... yeah. Definitely if you like to cry. Angie, you listen to this, right? I listened to the one track that you, shout out Victor and Zach, all all told me about while during our group chat while I was also editing a project for work and my dad was trying to talk to me at the same time. I literally had one AirPod in one ear doing one thing, listening through something to make sure that like the audio didn't like peg or anything. I didn't have to listen to content. I was just like making sure that everything mixed down. And my dad was like also trying to talk to me at the same time. And I was like, bro, I literally cannot listen to three things at the same time. So uh, did I listen to it? Yes. Did I remember all of it? No. Do I need to go? Is it on the list of albums after uh, our pod, um, our previous pod that is on my list to go listen to? Yes. Number 14 is a song by an artist I was supposed to see on April 20th this year. King Cruel. It's a funny day. Uh, he has a track. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he has a track called Cellular. It's from his third album. Yeah. Third album, Man Alive, that came out earlier this year. A really cool album. Once again, one of my favorites of the year, but didn't make the top 15. So many good albums this year. Couldn't put them all in there. Number 13, I Don't Love Me Anymore. This is not true. I still love me, but 10 Tricks Point Never may ha- may think otherwise. Uh, this is off his album Magic, 10 Tricks Point Never. Really cool track, electronic. I wouldn't call it dance. I'd say it's uh, more along the lines of like emo alternative. It's an odd mix, but it's uh, it works. 
Number 12 uh, is a track by this band, Salt, that we mentioned in the last episode. I looked up some more information on them, and apparently recently the names the, the names of the members was released. And you know Michael Kiwanuka, the guitarist from England? He won, like, the Mercury Prize or the Brit Award. He produced the album. The name only sounds familiar to me because there's definitely been a football player named Kiwanuka. So, no, I don't. Well, he's, he's pretty good. You should check him out. The name of the track's Wildfires. Beautiful track. These two albums that they released this year are very socially cognitive, very socially present. They make you think. They make you feel. They're beautiful. Absolutely beautiful albums. And this song is, in my opinion, the best of off both albums. Number 11 is a track that was technically released in 2019, but it came out on an album that was released this year. The name of the artist is Caribou. The name of the album is Suddenly. And the name of the song is Home. It does a great job of sampling old soul Motown songs and adding drum machine. drum Yeah, drum machine, drum parts. Really cool album. One of my favorite uh, electronic albums of the year. Number 10, it's the first entry from a Mr. Freddie Gibbs on the list. Andrew, do you have a guess of what this first track is? It is it a Freddie track or is it a feature? It's a Freddie track. Okay. Um, all right. So there's a few. I was listening back to the album today. I don't think it's something to rap. Uh, for you, it might be something to rap about. It wouldn't be for me. But I know you really fuck with Scotty Beam Heavy. I fucked with something to rap about. Could also be four things. We have a winner. It could be also be four things, but I'm going to guess. I'm, I'm ready to lock in my final answer. Something to rap about featuring Tyler, the creator. We have a winner. It's Scotty Beam. Oh, which uh, is that does feature Rick Ross, which I mean, Scotty Beam's. Correct. Scotty Beam's a great, great track. It, the, the line, my execution might be televised, is especially around the time when that album came out because that came out what that did come out right around the time when the protests were going on and everything has had was really in discussions to put that lyric in was very well-timed and such a great fucking album i was listening back to that today i was listening to you know what track i was listening to was uh frank lucas which features benny the butcher and i was reading something about benny yesterday and it's like on his two albums he's had so many high level you know, features on them, and he doesn't fucking care. Like, he just goes and he's going to deliver the best that he can no matter if he's not going to be intimidated by the star power on the on the, on the the featured on the verse. He's putting in work, which is just, I mean, we, again, let me get, but let's go back to Freddie. This is a great track off the album. And also, another great track off that album that probably won't get referenced, uh, Baby Shit is one of my favorite tracks off that album as well. Continue on with your list. Something that I don't want to touch or smell anytime soon. Agreed. I'll give you a big cosign Agreed. on that one. Andrew, what classic song is uh, Freddie Gibbs referencing in Scotty Beam when he says, my execution might be televised? Yo, bitch pussy might be televised. I don't know, actually. Gil Scott Heron has a song, The Revolution Will Be Televised. Okay. All right. Well, another thing we learned today. He was probably my my most listened to artist uh, in the first part of the year. Who? Gil Scott Heron. Gil Scott Heron, yeah. There's going to be a quiz at the end of the episode about all the things you learned on this podcast. Just uh, keep notes, kids. Who, me? No, with the listeners. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm not worried now. <laughs> Number nine. It's a track by Tame Impala. Andrew, what track from this album was my favorite? Oh, that's tough. Uh, it's also very tough. Uh, for me, it's 
I think for me, it's either lost in yesterday or is it true? For you, I feel like it might be breathe deeper or tomorrow's dust. But it's breathe deeper. Correct. It's breathe deeper. Which has a great a transition track. into tomorrow's dust, by the way. Those two, I mean, that's that's just like 11 and a half minutes of music that you should just like commit to. Like, if there's one thing in this life you should commit to, it's listening to those 11 minutes. I can't tell you to commit to many other things, but commit to those things. Maybe brushing your teeth, maybe making your bed, but definitely breathe deeper into tomorrow's dust. Fuck the dentist, brush your teeth every day. Because if you don't, then you have to pay the dentist because they're going to have to fix your teeth. So the more you brush your teeth, the better take you take care of your teeth, the less money you give to the dentist. Ipso facto, fuck the dentist, brush your teeth. Correct. Andrew, did you floss today? I definitely did not. Ha! Days young. <laughs> anyway, 2021, start flossing your teeth. That's a very good, that's, a, that's an incredible thing to actually start doing for yourself on a regular basis. But I'd say I floss at least like 10 times a week. You got better teeth than I do, chief. I try. Anyway, yes, uh, Breathe Deeper, fantastic track. I hope, I really hope that Rihanna covers this song as well. When you listen to it, it's an R&B track. It's a straight-up R&B track that Tame Impala wrote. Hold on. You just buried the lead. I hope Rihanna covers this one too, which, what, what, hold, 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 did, is there, tell the people, tell the people. Have you never listened to Anti by Rihanna? I have many times, but it's been a while. Like, Track 13, I think, what's it called? Uh, Same Person, Old Mistakes. It's a Tame Impala song. She just takes the whole song and just sings over it, and that's the track. To be fair, and I... In my opinion, she does a better job than Kevin Parker. Wow. No, it's beautiful. It's fantastic. Okay, to be honest, I I have listened to Anti several times, but I'm more of a front half of it than the back half of it type thing. No, no, no. You got to make it all the way to the booty. Uh, That's... Are, do you mean same old mistakes? Is that the track you're referencing? It's track nine. Correct. So I definitely have heard it, but okay, all right. I'm more of a numbers guy than a names guy. Uh, we're, we've noticed that, Joe. S- says the guy that can't count to ten. <laughs> Number eight is a track by one of my favorite punk bands from England. One of my favorite punk bands in the past few years. Period. Mister Motivator. This song gets you fucking going. This song gets you riled up. This song makes you want to fucking Fucking, I fucking, I fucking sew your asshole closing. What does it make you want to do, Andrew? Oh boy, uh, this whole album makes me want to do a lot of things at a very fast pace. Like this album is a great skate album. This is a good. Oh shit, we're late. Get in the car, crank this album. We got to get there on time. This is a very. I mean, this is a forty-two. This is a forty-two minute roller coaster ride of an album. It's also very well-written lyrically it's very socially conscious every track but yeah this song gets you motivated mr motivator number seven uh this was actually my most played song on spotify this year i believe there was one day i listened to this track like 23 times it's a track by flume and toro imwa called the difference recently i just purchased actually some fresh clothes that were designed by toro imwa because the more you know he is a graphic designer and his side project, his side job, is a musician. That's a pretty must be nice. It's a pretty baller life. This song was also nominated for a, but we all know fuck. Exactly. I'm gonna go back and right. I'm gonna go back and bleep that out. It's okay. This is what. Don't worry, Daddy's here. You want to know what my number most played song on Spotify of the year was? Was it Action Bronson? It was not. I would definitely say these guys influenced him though. Are you Speedwagon? Nope, definitely not. Are you Speedwagon? 
this is definitely like if you know you know like you'll understand why this was my number one most played song but san francisco nights by uh people under the stairs i cannot tell you how many late nights i had where i was just like contemplating life and that was the song that i like put out and like sat outside and listened to for like five minutes and then went back inside I fucking love that song. Was it, was this when you were Andrew under the fire escape? Uh, Listening to People Under the Stairs? No, I was not. You know how I found that track was Mac Miller did a... Mac Miller put out a tape called Thank You, Thank You, Thank You. And this came out in like 2013. I believe it was right when he either broke 100,000 followers on Twitter or a or million followers on Twitter. But it was like one of those things where he's like, I'm going to put out a mixtape because I hit this number. And... Track three was called People Under the Stairs, and he just used the entire instrumental. So, and then I heard the inst- then I heard People Under the Stairs do San Francisco Nights with a K, by the way, not it's Nights with a K, not Nights with an N. Yeah, I listened to it a shit ton of times apparently in 2020. So that was my most played song in 2020. My seventh most played track in 2020 on Spotify is a univer- fellow University of Scranton alumni. I don't know if you've ever heard this little band from Long Island called Weedus. They have this song called Teenage Dirtbag, and that was my seventh most played song in 2020. Pretty proud of that. I'm going to try to get that to the top five in 2021. He's also an alumni of the high school I went to. That is the most disappointing part of this project is that we can make this thing blow up and people, you know, millions of people listen to every episode. We will never be the most popular people to graduate from the University of Scranton because the guy who wrote Teenage Dirtbag went before us. It's just a cross we're going to have to bear. And definitely not my high school. Fucking, what's his name? Bill O'Reilly went to my high school. But fuck that guy. Moving on with the realist. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. A track that made Andrew cry a lot. I remember he texted me one night, I'm crying so much and listening to Phoebe Bridgers. Wah, wah, wah. Remember that, Andrew? I don't recall, but... Well, it was a rough night. The the track Kyoto from the album Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers. Probably after Virgil got hurt. Fantastic track. (laughs) Fantastic. Probably. Fantastic track. Beautifully written. The sor- the chorus just soars into another dimension. And I saw an interview with Tony Berg. He's a famous producer. He's the guy that discovered Beck. And he said that he hasn't heard a songwriter as good as Beck until Phoebe Bridgers. High praise. We've broken into the number five. I was making my list and Andrew was brown nosing and overheard what my number five was going to be. Uh, it's a track from Griselda Records, uh, West Side Gun, Benny the Butcher, Conway, and Armani Caesar. Uh, Andrew, what track is this? 98 Sabres. 98 Sabres. What a fucking jam. This, in my opinion, will go down as one of the best rap collabs of the past five, ten years. It's up there with Mercy. It's up there with Scenario. It's. I mean, Scenario's... From the from like ninety two, but but still, like when you think of like rap, like group collabs, it's phenomenal. Every every single line on this song, they fucking go off. The beat is so hard. I think it's a Just Blaze beat. They they really prove themselves. Number four on this list, it's a remix actually, a Tame Impala remix. Uh, the group Fortet have been around for like twenty years and just released two, two new albums actually. One of them is a uh, Mad Lib uh, collab. Yeah, you got to check that out. Anyway, they did a remix of the track, Is This True? Is It True? And I think it's better than the original. 
I know. Yeah, it's fucking. I, it's so it's much hard to say that, dude. Because that I think that's nah, my. It's, it's is it true? Is a it's, fucking bop, dude. Like I don't. Dude, don't know. you remember? I was crushing you in fucking cornhole outside your apartment. Yeah. And I was playing this track, and you were like, "Dude, what is this track?" And I was like, "It's Tame Impala, dude." And you were like, "No way, dude." And I was like, "Yeah." I was pretty drunk at the time, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but that being said, yesterday I had to go buy aluminum foil because I was out. And I put on Is It True? And I'm like, just like bopping my head, low key trying to not dance at the corner. And I'm halfway across the street when I realize there's some chick behind me. This girl totally saw me vibing and dancing on the corner of my fucking street listening to Is It True? Because it just hits so fucking hard. It, I fucking love that song. And I don't, again, Lost in Yesterday, which is right before it, is also an absolute bop. So I, those two, I mean, again, the whole album, like we've said. If you want to hear more about our thoughts on the slow rush, go listen to the episode that we released immediately after listening to it. It's out there. If you like Tame Impala, go listen. Number three is a track by Yevs Tumer, Gospel for a New Country, off his album Heaven to a Tortured Mind. I talked about this album on the previous episode. Fantastic album. And this is the standout track on said album. He mixes sampling, hip-hop kind of style beat, with a very unique indie alternative delivery. Check it out. Please just yeah, check it out. It's it's absolutely fantastic. And then after you like that track and you're like, what the fuck else do I need to listen to by this guy? Just listen to the album, but also listen to Kerosene. Kerosene's my favorite off the album. I can't say enough about that track. Number two on my list. Something to rap about by Mr. Freddie Gibbs and The Alchemist featuring Tyler, the creator. The sample on this track alone could put it in my top 30 songs of the year. I'd agree with that. Freddie's verse alone could put it in my top 15 songs of the year. I'd agree with that. But Tyler's verse, Tyler's verse, let me tell you, he has to get back into rapping. I love Igor. I love him singing, making beats, producing. But this year with this track, 327, which I'm sure Andrew's going to mention, you forget how good of a rapper Tyler the Creator is. He goes full circle and on his verse. He he talks about the sound of the boat he's going to buy. Great poetic license right there. And then he ends the verse talking about being in Mykonos on the boat that he's going to buy. Fantastic. Absolutely gold. Something to rap about sounds like a song that we're what? We're 27, 28 right now. Sounds like the song that in 60 years, when we're both old, sitting on a front porch in easy chairs with like, some ginger ale that we snuck some gin or vodka into that we're just sitting there relaxing, listening to. And every single fucking line hits super hard. You're absolutely right about the Tyler lines. If you didn't say, this sounds like the boat I haven't bought yet, I was about to. Because every time I hear this song, I'm like, how is this not? Like, this is, it just, the it's the perfect Alchemist instrumental it's Freddie at his best. It's Tyler hitting at the same level. I mean, if I had to compare it to a sports play, it's that moment when D Wade threw the ball up to LeBron and he's like doing his hands out celebrating before LeBron even smashed it home for the Heat. That's what this track is. It's fucking perfect. Honestly, I don't even think you have to like hip hop to like this track. Like if you liked classic rock, I think I could put this on and be like, hey, let's listen to some Dylan and then I'm going to put this on. I think I could get you to like it. 
I genuinely think that. One day we're going to be sitting around on easy chairs, sipping some drinks, and appreciating this on a like a hot summer day, late August, complaining about our team losing their starting pitcher and what the hell are they going to do for the playoffs, and we're going to be sitting, listening to something to rap about. Number one on my list of top 30 songs of the year. It's a track that I told Andrew to listen to and it grabbed the Kleenex for. It's Waxahachie with Fire off her album St. Cloud. There's something about this track that makes it sound like an instant classic. It makes it sound like like something that Bob Dylan would be proud of if he heard. Like like Stevie Nicks could sing along to if she heard it. I only listened to this once, uh, but it does get the stamp of approval from Victor and Zach, who both love that. So both have been featured on the pod, I believe, in the last year. I believe Victor came on for... I believe Victor Kanye. came for well they both came on for Kanye, but I believe Victor came on for Tim Impala. I no, that was Tom. That was Tom who came on for, for Tim Impala. But it got big cosigns, so I'm I'm excited to listen back to it, but I can't like I can't really give a full poetic wax about this. Is it my turn to wax poetic about some of my favorite tracks? Wax on, wax well, wax, wax on, okay. Hedgy. Go ahead. I want to start with 327 because you already teased it. And that's featuring Joey Badass and Tyler the Creator. And as hard as Tyler's verse goes on something to rap about, I think he has a better verse on 327. There's two verses on this, actually, that I want to bring up. The first is a Joey Badass verse. The Joey's verse is fucking insane. And by the way, the whole time in 327, they're rapping about Off-Whites and Casablanca. And Casablanca is like a high-end fashion brand that has sick clothing that both you and I would absolutely wear if the shirts weren't like $400. So uh, if you are looking for high-end silk shirts that have oranges on them, go look up Casablanca on Instagram. I've listened to a podcast with the, the creative director, like the guy who started the brand. It was really cool. Let me read from Joy Badass's line. Everything that's new to you be the type of shit I'm used to. I could give a fuck about the hater shit. I'm used to them. If it's fuck me, then know these feelings is mutual. Bitch. That's like... Joey Badass already outdid West Side Gun with just that. And then Tyler gets on it and just absolutely fucking kills it. But the line that gets me every time. But anyway, the short short and the socks high. I got my emerald shinings, them GQs, and those pot pies. And I spy with my private eye that you tried. You cannot pull this look off. You not I. The short shorts and the socks high. I mean, for me, that's we really we all started wearing shorter shorts in 2020 so the fact that tyler got a line in about short shorts and high socks and also i'm it it just everything that tyler i could keep going through every single thing that tyler says in this and it's like it's just it's so fucking good and you're right like he does need to go back to rapping but the, the instrumental to 327 is amazing i think 327 is probably my favorite song of the year other tracks i liked this year I, like I said, Kerosene. Shout out to Gangstar with Bad Name. That came out early in the year. Forgot about that one. Was that the one that I forgot to tell you about? Yep, and I'm still mad at you about. We talked about West Side Gun with Who Made the Sunshine. There's another track off that album, the second al- second track, which features Benny the Butcher, which is really, really good. The Butcher and the Blade, which is also goes very, very hard. Shout out to Drake. I didn't love Dark Lane demo tapes, but the track that he did with Future... Life is good. A lot of people are, that's like their, you know, the Drake banger of the year. He always has one. 
Got to give that some shine. Blue World by Mac Miller. Action Bronson on last episode, but if you didn't listen, Sergio, Marcus Aurelius, and Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger, I think, is my favorite in the album. I think that's really it, to be totally honest. I feel like you hit everything that I wanted to hit with your list, to be totally honest with you. Did you have a Benny track on there? I think it's Where Would I Go, featuring Rick Ross, or Timeless is really, really, really good. But also, if you want, we talked about Benny and we talked about Griselda earlier. Listen to 3.30 in Houston if you fuck around with Benny. It only came out like two weeks ago. Turns out Griselda's also going to put out a movie that Benny's going to be starring in. So check that out. I really, I mean, if they're doing it, I honestly believe that they can do anything that they want. I guess I guess we do need to recognize Megan Stallion having a great year with Savage. And uh, her and Cardi B came together and put out, put out that WAP. Or that, yeah, we can say that, I think, because we're Italian. That needs some recognition. That was another one of those like big tracks of of the year. But yeah, another solid year. I feel like again we're just referencing the fact that we love Griselda, we love Freddie Gibbs, we love The Alchemist, and this goes to show to all the haters that say there's no more good music nowadays. You just gotta search for it, or you got to listen to the Brick House podcast. Thanks for listening. Catch us on our last episode of the season, episode 15. It's been real. Happy New Year, guys. And this is my house.